Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy and our galaxy right here, well, in a drying out SoCal after a weird wet week, this is Four Center Presents Other Center. I'm Ken Nipson. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and I am appreciating your alliteration of a wild, weird, wet week. <laughs> it is shockingly dry, shockingly dry, uh, as we as we record a little bit earlier for this episode that's going to be out uh, later in the week. This is a cues of the other episode. This has been a great and fun journey, uh, stressful and weird, but also great and fun 
doing other centered in particular with the cues. Uh, we I have a lot more cues coming up, including a live Q&A that we'll tell you about in a moment. But first, we want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week, we're recommending, according to my notes, question mark, question mark, <laughs> question mark. Uh, because we're having a lot of fun just recommending different books we like. Our last episode was uh, 15 books with a couple of runner-ups <laughs> thrown in there of books we recommended. But, Ken, what are you feeling today as we record? All right. Uh, you know, I'm going to go back to my list, and I'm going to say, if you all haven't had a chance to actually read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, why don't you do that? Why don't you listen to it? Oh, God, I hope that's a choice on there. I didn't think about it. I think it is. It should be, right? Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. I think I've heard uh, strong opinions about the different narrations of it. Uh, I used to have a couple of the different uh, radio adaptations yeah. that I used to fall asleep listening to Hitchhiker's Guide. So join me in falling asleep uh, and staying awake. And Stephen Fry narrates it quite wonderfully, actually. Yeah, that is a that is a great great narrator. So yeah, that's a solid recommendation. We could recommend that for like eight episodes. Mm. Uh, so check that out if you want to check out Hitchhiker's Guide, read to you by the great Stephen Fry. You can download that free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com/forcecenter. Again, that's audibletrial.com/forcecenter for your free audiobook. Uh, should probably say that we, of course, uh, are helped financially by you getting a free audiobook and uh, you know things are weird not only with the strikes but also just the nature of uh of podcasts uh mm-hmm. every ground we step on is shaky right now mm-hmm. so if these audiobooks sound interesting to you it really does help us if you check it out it does indeed it does indeed and uh, speaking of other ways to support us uh, we have our current ask and uh, that is uh, hey would you like to check out our patreon page patreon.com <laughs> we uh, recently hit a uh, goal like we re-hit a goal and that is uh, 2100 a month where we are going to do a live life ranked episode exclusive for patrons and then release to the public later we had a lot of fun doing that earlier with the star wars ranked episode so that is uh coming your way and now our goal is just to continue to support as joseph said we try to be open and honest as best we can um with you all uh, it's a it's, it's a good time for podcasts but also a trying time and a changing time and that's outside of the strikes uh so uh we definitely uh appreciate your support over on patreon is what we'll say patreon.com slash four center if you want to check it out mm-hmm. Yeah, that is right. And we'll have another another goal to stretch to at some point here. But right now, we just want to celebrate the one that we reached. And because we reached it, we are doing a live Q&A of Other Center. Ken, you came up with a title for it. What, what was the title? Questions of the Other Variety. <laughs> Which I was, you know... I needed a thumbnail and fast. <laughs> it sounds like a euphemism that like uh, an, an older British person is using, you know, uh, from a story set in the thirties and some like Agatha Christie novel of, uh, he has questions of the other variety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we mean by questions of the other variety is, you know, Hey, not uh, anything about a work created by a struck company. Other than that, we can have fun with, uh, with food, with life, with, water uh whatever topic Mm. you want to discuss sports and i'm really excited to just have the hangout that's what's fun uh, about these q a's that we've done is you and i have a a drink sometimes alcoholic sometimes not uh other people can have whatever drink we want uh we get to 
chat with people about uh, in the chat about, you know, I love having people being like, oh, I'm going to be here for half an hour. Then I got to go pick up my kid or yeah. it's such a great and uh, strangely intimate uh, uh, way to connect with everyone over the Internet. So we're excited to have that hang out and talk about all kinds of different things that is happening at 2 p.m. Pacific this Friday, August 25th. And we have links on our social media. Anything else to say about that, Ken? No, looking forward to it. We had to skip a month uh, for a variety of reasons uh, and uh, happy to be back to that. Always fun to hang out with all of you for Center and other Center listeners. That is right. And now we have uh, said all the A's and a, and a P plug. So mm-hmm. now we're down to our Q's, our titular cues are questions this first one comes to us uh from patron will culbertson and will says what are your favorite songs for when you need a boost in motivation ken this one was really fun to think about uh coming off the heels of doing our favorite uh band slash musicians mm-hmm. episode and i was uh i was some some of the songs i thought of were definitely by the artists mm-hmm. that i listed i could have replicated that list but I also wanted to go some different places. How did you approach this having just done that episode? Yeah, uh, I almost have no answer, Will, because I don't have three hours to take from Joseph's time to explain every song. (laughs) Um, And I'm literally, as we're talking, writing down more that I hadn't thought of, right? Because where I go with this is uh, what kind of motivation, and, and Will has left this, open for us is it the you're down in the dumps and need to be pulled up is it maybe you're a little angry and you want to drive forward and you want to be pushed forward i don't know uh maybe you want to be introspective and 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 there's all those kind of things that um get factor into this so as i'm making some notes joseph i'm stalling for time to <laughs> kick it back to you because i totally forgot about two songs i love <laughs> how many did you list Let, let's see how, let's see what we're in for i didn't even list them i i didn't here's what i'm saying i didn't i was like i just got to go with my gut and so i had something to talk about and then um as 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 you and i started this i was like why would i forget that Steve okay Ryan? so you, you you have some written down but now you're feeling bad that you left off the the true ones yeah yeah well but yeah not yeah, not even the true ones it's all right should I just start? <laughs> well, if you need more time, I'm here for you. Okay, well, uh, why don't you list one and then I'll, I'll, I'll go. Okay, so I, I, I appreciated uh, how open Will left this because yes. I have my list of songs that are like total um, convince you to to do something. Like there's literally a, a, a song from from a, a, a film and I think a stage musical that I, I have a recording of Dean Martin doing it. I don't know mm-hmm. a lot about it, but it's just called Do It. <laughs> which is like one of those get off your your a and do things uh one of those songs is a weird one and it is from a band i listed on a previous episode it's a guns and roses song from their a very divisive album of uh chinese democracy the one that's mostly axel by himself and in an army of other musicians uh None of whom are the original musicians. So a lot of people don't like that album. It was a butt of jokes for a long time. I like that album. I know. Shocking. Uh, I like something a lot of people don't. Shocking. Uh, but there's a song on it called Scraped. Uh, and a lot of the songs on that album are, you know, Axel being just generically mad at unknown figures <laughs> who have wronged him. Uh, there's some songs that are like apologies and regrets, but this one is just like, it's strangely upbeat. It's like mm. he's using his much higher register. So it is, mm. is much, much screechier. Uh, but it, it is just like, 
you could probably take the lyrics and like put them to a kid's book is a little inspirational book. And you wouldn't realize mm. it's uh screeching by Axl Rose mm. uh, <laughs> in, in particular, there's the, this line of dialogue. Sometimes it feels like it's all opened up for me. Nothing's impossible. I am inconquerable. I'm pretty sure he's saying inconquerable. And I don't think inconquerable is a word, but the entire spirit of this song is don't let other people tell you what, you can and can't do you can do it it i've literally listened to this one when i'm having like a hard time with the script so mm. uh, this is a pretty straightforward one scraped by guns and roses uh with the perhaps not actually uh existent word inconquerable inconquerable it wouldn't be rock and roll if you use words that existed right <laughs> that's right <laughs> maybe he's saying unconquerable it sounds like inconquerable to me and it makes me like it even more so uh i got a handful that's the first one Okay, yeah, <laughs> this is this is great. Welcome to Music Center, which we should just maybe uh, just do one day, just switch over, have a third podcast feed here. Uh, all right, um, so here's here's again, like you're so right. It's like what kind? Like you're talking about Guns and Roses. You're struggling with the third act of a script, and you're like, I need Axel. I need Axel. Um, <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's important. So there's a lot of different uh, kind of motivations, indeed. And I will go to uh, sweeping. Uh, motivation that kind of picks you up and lifts you along, whether, you know, the almost lyrics don't even matter this one. I'm a big lyrics guy. So it is a band called Waking Lights. Um, it is a song called The Sounds. And here's how I discovered the song. And I don't listen to a lot of their other stuff. It's one of those bands you just, in, in the streaming era, you can find and listen to just that song and add it to playlists and kind of forget about it or forget about their other work, which isn't necessarily fair to the bands. I, um, one day is what you know weird youtube video algorithm thing someone had put like maybe a gopro on the front of their car their dashboard and drove cross country and recorded it but then f sped it up right so it's fast forwarded and this was the song in the background and it's got this driving rhythm and it's kind of inspirational and i i've driven cross country just on the 40 uh twice in my life so i was just that's why i was watching the video and i was like i've been hey i've been on that stretch of that's van Buren, <laughs> arkansas uh but it's just i just love the song i love the song and i can't explain it so there's a little bit like i love getting getting a car clearing your head and, and driving and it, it's just got this pounding rhythm um wonderful and, and wonderful uh, lyrics but just great harmonies vocals from this this rock band and, and and it's kind of unlike a, a lot of the other songs they have out, which is maybe that's why I gravitate just to this song. Highly recommend it. And and it doesn't have any specific lyrics I can call out, other than you just kind of feel we're going. You know, we're mm. we're going somewhere. We're traveling. We're experiencing things. And I've always loved it. And 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 it is kind of about the sounds, about you know, uh, singing the sounds that kind of inspire you. So I love that song. That's where I'll start. But this is, so this is about, uh, uh, you need to feel propelled. You, you're yeah. stagnant and you need to go. Exactly, exactly, exactly the feeling. Uh, and I think that's without a doubt tied to the, um, how I discovered the song, right? It was literally mm -hmm. someone going, but, but it, it definitely, you, I could see why they picked it. And, and I, uh, absolutely, uh, need that feeling sometimes. Yeah, I think I was tempted to just listen list like some songs that are just like they're they're just they're upbeat and they they kick ass and you want to mm -hmm. you know it makes you want to just get up and move and go. So I think that that is a, a definitely a, a great one. Mm -hmm. um, my next one is is a little bit of that, but I think it's got a little bit of um, yeah. Probably ten years ago, if you if I would have made this list, they would have all been angry. I've been wrong songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and this is this isn't I have been wrong song, but uh, I'm gonna do something about it. You can't stop me. You can't hold me back. Uh, it is uh, by the band Cake, uh, which would have been a runner up for my top five list. Um, and it's the the song that introduced me to Cake, uh, and it is their cover of "I Will Survive." It's so good. Oh God, that's a great one. It's so Cake is like funny. one of the few bands that I've gone back to. We've talked about this era that you're an absolute expert in, and I feel incredibly bad because I just entirely mm-hmm. tapped mm-hmm. out of pop culture. Cake is one of those. I, I encountered Cake in. I encountered Cake in the year 2000, <laughs> and I went back for them. And I have. I, I celebrate their whole catalog. I have every album. <laughs> uh, but I will survive was the one that introduced me uh, to him. And I, you know, I was listening to it uh, back in my first apartment uh, in, in South Minneapolis, the Belmont. And mm. I, this was a, a, you know, make me get up, <laughs> physically get up uh, mm. and, and rock out song. Uh, mm. It's such a great cover just musically. And obviously, you know, the, the song I will survive, you know, it, it, it's a cover. And, you know, some of it is them and a lot of it is, you know, this song. Yeah, yeah. It's a great radio single, by the way. Uh, I remember that popped up, and I think we had to have the edited version. I can't remember, right? Yeah, because there's one F-bomb that makes it even better. Well, so here's more radio stories. Not every band would, you know, it's not necessarily, if it's not a single, you might not get a radio edit. And so I think that was one of the songs that was not necessarily a single. It was an album tracker or B-side or something like that. And mm-hmm. you would have to wait for this that moment for the f bomb, and then you click this like on off button on the board, and you self mute, you self edit. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there was this wonderful tension of here it is, here it is, the f bomb. Ah, there we go. So I love that song. God, that's a great. That's a great one too, because what I love about it is, uh, you know, we can also have swearing center at some point. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Swearing is important to me. I don't think it should necessarily be an all time thing. It's conditional, all that. But, yeah. you know, we we have words that are verboten because then when we say them, it uh, adds an extra release, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Um, so when they, when they pop up in a, in a song, particularly in this one, the whole attitude of it, mm-hmm. of this song, has got some swearing in it but you're not expecting it and it's not like a big release moment it's just kind of tossed in like i almost think he just tossed it in in the studio like cool Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. so i love it even more that you have to be ready for it on that song because it's Mm -hmm. not in a place you'd expect it it's just kind of thrown in Mm willy-nilly should have changed my effing lock (laughs) it should have made you leave the key yes so good so glad we should talk yeah. about cake sometimes. Great band. Yeah, we um, can do a we can do a cake countdown. Still going. They're still going strong. Uh, all right. Uh, I know this could quickly jokingly devolve into a, a um, into a, a, a separate episode, uh, and we're not done talking music here. No. So I'm, I'm just going to run through a couple here, Joseph, and, the, and then we'll go from here. Um, if I if I need uh, if I need uh, like you talk about like Axel and his angry at the at someone type of my <laughs> world, yes. or I need some kind of pick me up. There's there's um, uh, an, uh, an Oasis song off of uh, uh, their third album, Be Here Now, which is their cocaine-fueled album. It's not their best, but it's got some great songs. I think history is more kind of that album than people were in 97. But it's it's called I Hope I Think I Know. And it is uh, it is literally a very Liam Gallagher Oasis, Noel Gallagher, F you. We're gonna, you hate us, but we're going to go dancing into the Hall of Fame, F off. And I played it the day I was laid off from radio at 98. <laughs> <laughs> and I dedicated. I, I got on the air and I went. Uh, I, I was very professional the entire time. And I, this is my last talk set. I said it's been a lot of fun. We'll see you all. Uh, so I was leaving the morning show and ended up working 
on the overnight. So I'm glad I wasn't a complete uh, dick, but I was like, uh, I'm going, I, I dedicate this next song to the people that did this to me. And, <laughs> and, I, played, and I hope I think I know on the other side, if I need, if I'm walking around, this is a weird, um, and I need uh wrestling fans. will get this. If I need kind of like a, yeah, let's go do it. I listened to, it's called the next big thing. And it is Brock Lesnar's theme song. <laughs> it's just a doom. And and it's just silly, silly, uh, let me bench press harder or let me podcast even better. Like, it's just one of those things I go. Uh, Then if I need some introspection, if I'm a little sad and you pick me up, three songs, uh, George Harrison's All Things Must Pass, George and the Beatle. The day he died, I went up to the top of the mall that I worked at and I bawled my eyes out because his music had got me through so much. Uh, The same uh, token, you two, I talked about them in the last episode. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Obviously, take the Mm. album version. But the Rattle and Hum version has has, uh, a live choir. It turns it into uh, just this absolutely like church hymn kind of song that it's kind of meant to be. I I go for that version. And this is a song by an artist named Greg Holden called Hold On Tight. Uh, that speaking of wrestling, I first heard it when uh, when Rowdy Roddy Piper died. It was used as the backdrop for the uh, video tribute to him that aired on TV that week uh, for WWE, and I, it just worked. And it connects to that. I, I got to know Rod a little bit towards the end, and was actually mm. at a, a comedy store a memorial service. And um, I think of that, but I just, it's it's a very like, hey, who are you? What are we living for? And hold on to it all because it could go. So I love that. And then I'm just going to finish up here, Joseph, head, head it back to you. Uh, if I need motivation to change, uh, there's a song by Semisonic called Surprise, uh, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota Zone. Uh, first lyric, I feel the day is arriving soon. I can't stay around anymore. They'll look in all the familiar rooms until they feel the breeze to the door. And it is, uh, I'm going to surprise them all when they look and I'm gone, gone, gone. And that's a song about, for me, about change, doing change for yourself, uh, leaving jobs that you don't want to be in, making a big switch to move to LA and just kind of getting out of yourself and making a decision uh, uh, to move forward. That, that song. And then final one, Joseph, when <laughs> I, uh, I'm not even including old shit, new shit by the eels, which I could go on for a while. If I'm going to a comedy show and I need to feel it, I put on diamond heart by lady Gaga, which is not necessarily a song you would connect with. Uh, it's a very, uh, both a character and a personal song for lady Gaga. Um, but it is a great rock song, uh, from her album, Joanne. And I put that every time I drive to, drive to a comedy club, it just, I, you talk about pumped up and motivated, ready to go. It reminded me of, of, of the importance of being an artist. And that's what Gaga does for me. And that's what that song does for me. There you go. End of list. End of show. <laughs> uh, that is a great list. And Diamond Heart is a banger. That is a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you are, are mm-hmm. this is a, a great list. I, I like Speed Rank uh, that we're doing. I just, uh, so, you know, uh, I know, I know us and we'd be here for three hours. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm going to join you in doing Speed Rank because not only did I have uh, like uh, two more, you made me think of others. Yeah, uh, I yeah. got to, I'm going to stay in the cake gear. Uh, I got to go with Comfort Eagle. You know Comfort Eagle? Uh, I, do, I do, but not as much as uh, the, because the other one has a, a fun swear word. comfort eagle is from their album comfort eagle but anyway it was it was my going on stage music uh for a while when i was uh with this uh, a group of storytellers called the rockstar storytellers Mm -hmm. uh where we all had intro songs and comfort eagle was it not only is it it, a great song about capitalism in america blah 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 but it's just it's it's got a beat but the thing 
with uh, music for uh, any sort of stage show, particularly before I knew anything about any audio program, is I would lose my mind if a song started strong mm. and you didn't have to tell a tech person, you know, fast forward 15 seconds and cue right. it up because the beat doesn't drop. Comfort Eagle starts hard and it goes hard for three minutes or something. Mm -hmm. So like, it doesn't matter. It just goes. So mm -hmm. I love Comfort Eagle. I listened to that one uh, for, uh, for inspiration. Um, mm -hmm. Wanted to, to, uh, to honor uh, an artist I love who's passed recently. And that is Tony Bennett. Uh, his mm -hmm. third album, mm -hmm. uh, he's, it, it, his first album, they don't know what they got yet. And they're trying to sell him as a, as a teeny bopper uh, kind of uh, uh thing and and then he's really emerges like i want to be a jazz singer so his third album is just a really at the time wild experiment called the beat of my heart mm. and it's all drums um mm. some songs are just drums some songs have some uh, other instrument accents but it's all jazz to drums and huge risk but amazing there's a song uh the the first song is called let's begin and it's just really bright and poppy of let's begin but um and it's it's just it's a great song to get you started in the morning. This is one with your your English English breakfast, <laughs> English muffins breakfast, and your yogurt. Put on, let's begin. And you'll go. I uh, got two more. I love I'm loving speed rank. Yeah. Um, this is this is a weird one, but it just it always picks me up on multiple levels. It is a "You're So Vain" by Carly Simon. It's a, yeah, that's that's a great choice. Yeah, you, you, you like it? You're a fan of oh, yourself? I love it. Of course, there's a lot of history to the song and the mystery and then the answers and all the stuff. But there's that opening, that opening of that song, that that little bass. Oh, my God, it's a great song. So inviting and mysterious. It, it's mm -hmm. like it's the sound before someone just cuts you off at the knees. <laughs> it really is. There's just, there's humor and wisdom and you've messed with the wrong person. It is. All in it. In a bass lick. You it, know? it is an all-time great rock and roll diss track. <laughs> it absolutely is. It's so witty. It's so powerful. And it, it, and it tricks you of it sounds like it's going to be kind of light and breezy. And it does. But then it goes hard when it goes hard. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. um, and part of my relationship with it is uh, one of the more successful creative things I had was a mm -hmm. show in the 2002 Minnesota Fringe. It was the first time my, my show was the, the number one show and opened up lots of doors for me and great, a great time, uh, in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the show was called the worst show in the fringe. And it was about a person who did a bad one person show, got a bad, a really nasty review for it and then kidnapped the critic. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, mm -hmm. them kind of working through uh, art and criticism and audience. Um, and, and it ends up being a lot about, about ego. So our curtain call music was, uh, you're so vain. So, right it matched the show and it, and it's just, it's in, it's in my blood. It's in my memories. Uh, then the other one I wanted to, to share relates to shows too. And you remind me of it by talking about semi-sonic, um, a, a while back down 2013, 2012, I think I released it. Uh, I had a, a comedy show, uh, that I did called flaw fest, which is a bunch of, uh, kind of comedy stories about in bits about different flaws. Um, and I thought, eh, I want to do a Kickstarter and just really record this as a, as a comedy album and get a good recording. Uh, but I also want to do something more with it. And I've been meeting all these musicians. Um, so I, I asked a bunch of different musicians like, hey, will you do a music album that's like a, a compliment to my comedy album? If you can take any bit, any line, whatever, and do a song inspired by something 
in the the comedy show mm-hmm. uh and a bunch of great people I- agreed to do it including uh john munson mm-hmm. of uh semi sonic who's just mm-hmm. a, a great guy i'd met him doing this radio show and a sweetheart wonderful person um mm-hmm. i had had a bit in the comedy act um where it came from a a, a true story of um when i was going to I can't remember what is going off to do, but uh, Sarah, my wife, was right, rightfully concerned that I was going to be doing something, get too get too excited and make bad choices. <laughs> Love it. So she's like, uh, uh, "Remember, remember uh, to listen to Wife Head." And like, what are you talking about? And she's like, "There's like a little version of me dancing on your shoulder, <laughs> reminding you to be careful." And it was a, it was not a naggy thing. It was like a yeah. totally sweet, wonderful thing. It was there. It was that. That moment when a partner uh, uh, of any any variety uh-huh. knows you so well to know that I know you're saying you're going to be okay, but I know you, and if you're honest with yourself, you know you're you got to watch yourself mm-hmm. uh, in this particular situation. So, uh, so there was kind of a, a bit about about wifehead, mm-hmm. uh, and John Monson said like, "Hey, uh, I love that phrase. I want I want to do I want to do wifehead," and he kind of teased me a little bit of like. That, that's about a, a, an act You're like no no it's not <laughs> and he's like i'm just kidding i'm just teasing you anyway uh everybody involved with it wrote really fun really interesting songs john munson wrote like the rock song that i just want to hear mm-hmm. it's bassy and wailing and uh and he took the general spirit of you know, somebody who's making mistakes and getting good advice from their partner and, mm-hmm. and turned it into a song. You know, it's not directly related uh, to my comedy bit other than that idea. Mm-hmm. So it's a song called Wifehead. It's still on Spotify. If you want to check it out, uh, uh, Wifehead by John Munson. I'm going to, I'm as I'm typing, I'm adding that to, uh, yeah, I could maybe play that on a pop rocket radio because I would support that. There. Oh, there it is. Please do. There it is. Oh, it's got a Please do. Wonderful E right by it for explicit. Um, <laughs> as we talk, I am adding to playlist pop rock and radio. There we go. Oh man, I'm very excited for that. I love, love that. that song, and it, you know, it, it, it's obviously I'm I'm happy that it has something to do with me. But if I had never, if that's just a song John Munson wrote, it would be one of my favorite songs. You know, because it is uh-huh. just a song John Munson wrote. It's it's a jumping off point, but it's yeah. yeah. It's so beautiful. I'll tell you, there's three talented individuals in that band. I'm glad they're back together doing new music too. God, it's amazing. Yeah, so great. All right, that's it. It's done. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, we are not done talking about music on this (laughs) channel because it's opened up some stuff. No, no, I'm looking forward to it. I got some ideas we got to talk about. All right, we're going to move on to our next cue though. Thank you, Will, for that one. Uh, We're going to go on to Spencer Wakefield. And Spencer says, uh, another question I'm sure we'll answer very quickly and easily. What real world historical period or periods interest you most and why? Is it the events, the people, the locations? I bet our answer to that is going to be yes, all of them. Uh, But Ken... (laughs) I have been rambling most recently, so I invite you uh, to go first. Sure. First of all, I want to acknowledge that uh, Spencer Wakefield is, uh, I believe, contributed before around these parts, a name we're familiar with. But in in talking about music, Spencer Wakefield sounds like the name of like, oh, do you, do you know that band Bermuda with uh, Wakefield on bass? Oh, he's great. He released a solo album in 87. Oh, he yeah, worked with Dave Mason for Traffic. So, Spencer, great job on the name there. Uh, Absolutely. He got overshadowed by Dylan, but he was a great folk artist, Spencer Wakefield. <laughs> yeah, he, he, oh, you know, he played guitar on the weight 
Uh, you didn't know that? Rod Rabbit's brought him in. Uh, he was one of the faces for Metallica, you know? Not, not one of the famous ones, but... Yeah, oh, my God, I didn't even put Here Comes a Regular from the Replacements. Oh, you made me think of Tommy Stinson. Then the, the <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, the real world historical period. Uh, three quick answers here. Um, <laughs> one, one, it's funny, it's changed, but the answer stays the same. Uh, the 1880s. I, I've definitely grown up uh, with a little fascination with the old West. Now, without a doubt, that is what, what has been there for me to learn or read about or explore has, has changed or uh, uh, broadened or uh, other times uh, shocked me with the truths that I had not learned about some of the old West, we'll say, which stretches way beyond, way before 1880 uh, and even after. Uh, but I've always loved that time period. Uh, and, and there's a lot of, obviously a lot of movies, uh, set in that time, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, some of the, the the legendary figures of the Old West. Billy the Kid. I'm a big fan of the Young Guns uh, movies, all that kind of stuff. Tombstone, all that stuff. So I, it's just something always about it. And there's a lot of myths. There's a lot of uh, wildly incorrect myths. Uh, all those things we could go down that path, which is why it's almost it's it's almost now I even more so want to go back. And more so want to experience it. Um, and we talked about video games. Red Dead Redemption Two is is set in various times, but it's a it's the the this is the primary time, the more towards eighteen ninety range. Uh, and to see the world that world meaning for us America and what we're what we're living in now, to see it really start to expand and build there during that time, again, in good ways. But maybe very bad way like to see the, the 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 truth of that and experience it but also you know we're here because of that time and many other times of course i know but i don't know i've always been obsessed with it uh it's without a doubt one of the reasons i love that video game because i can kind of live that out right i can walk mm. around in it and be in it and that is that has been an, uh, a period of time i've always been obsessed with since, <laughs> since i was a little kid my second grade school photo which i have to dig up is me in a leather fringe <laughs> vest with I I wore this to school and had a picture with so not only did I have the cowboy vest on I had a sheriff's badge on. Oh, you were already law enforcement at such a young age. Already the town sheriff in second grade. So uh, <laughs> there you go. I don't know if I I don't know if I'd be that anymore. But uh, so it goes back to that. Did you did you have a uh, like a BB gun? <laughs> no, but I remember I got my first pair of gra uh, cowboy boots. My grandmother took me out uh, when we were visiting. She uh, rest in peace, grandma. Uh, lived in Santa Fe Springs, Downey area, Southern California, and so we went to a store. And, and uh, I remember the day I got my first pair of cowboy boots. Um, so yeah, it was an interesting point in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you imagine going going back there, is it? Is it that you want to experience the part that has been romanticized and the part that is, you know, uh, probably pretty awful? Uh, yeah. Hygiene, um, the way yeah. people are treated, <laughs> the yeah. lawlessness, the, uh, yeah. Uh, wouldn't, yeah, the hygiene, it sounds like a joke, but yeah, no, that's why there's other areas, areas I might like as well, but I, I I'm good. I'll, I'll stick with at least a bathtub. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, I'll, I'll say this, it ties to the other two answers here. It's, it's part of the same thing. And, and, and a little bit of what we talked about when we talked earlier this week about the books and some of my choices of, of my favorite books. Uh, the other eras I would travel to are London in the 1960s. And you could say swing in London if you want to just make that part of it. But there's that uh, as a pop culture epicenter. 
uh, Beatles, mm-hmm. Stones, comedy with the Python gang come emerging, all that kind of stuff. And the LA and New, uh, New York comedy club scene in the mid to late seventies. I'm fascinated mm. with that because I'm obsessed with, I, I try to explain it on the book show. I don't know if I did as well, but it's like, I'm obsessed with everyone in that room in a green room at a comedy club. Did they know they were changing the world? You know, did they know that years from now, uh, comedy fans would be talking about this? I have a, a friend, of actually, I think it was on the show years ago. I interviewed him uh, in Vegas. We were at a convention together. My friend Dan Farron, who's a storyteller, worked in pro wrestling and and, and, and a comic. But he, he used to go to the comedy store in the 70s. And he goes, he told, he sat down one day, told me the night, he goes, Letterman did a drop in. Uh, Larry David bombed. Leno did his normal thing. I, I saw Pryor drop in and do it. And this was just one show in the main room. Yeah. And it's just, and he, you know, I would always ask, like, now he's telling me the story maybe five, 10 years ago. These are names that my jaw's dropping. What did it feel like in 75? And he's mm. like, it was a great night of comedy, you know? Like, you didn't think of it anything else than that. And of course, of course, that's how history works. I get it. But, you know, and, and by then, you know, Pryor's a legend, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you didn't know Letterman was a kind of grumpy, crappy host who did, who wanted to go do other things. You know, mm-hmm. Larry David had a love hate relationship with comedy. Clearly, like, and, and so I, I love that. And that and same with London. You're looking around. I think they were aware at some point by '67. The Beatles, the Stones, they're all sitting around. Donovan, everyone's changing the world. I get that, but that that fuels the conversation about the 1880s. Of they don't quite understand they're building the modern world, right? We're, we're entering the, the America's Gilded Age, which is not necessarily a great thing. We're, we're, you know, we got these, these barons, these titans of industry, mm-hmm. strangleholding uh, the, the industries that they're in. So a lot of problems come out of it, but you're, you're building it as you go along. And that's, that is the romanticized version of it, but also some of the truth. And I'm just fascinated by that stuff, you know? And so me and Doc Brown will go back in the DeLorean. <laughs> no, you're saying a lot of fascinating stuff, I think, about how we interact with history. And so much of it is about what at what points do people see their path as uh, speaking of the, the, the mm-hmm. Old West manifest destiny of like, yeah. I, I know what I am building and I am right to build it versus, uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. is this just, you know, can you catch a, a famous somebody who is going to be famous in that moment of just like, ah, gosh, I hate everything and I hate everybody and comedy sucks and this is never going to work out. And I'm just going to have a pizza and a beer with my buddies and complain and complain and complain, you know, uh, versus some of those people in the old West who I think were, um, in this very interesting place of the, the heritage of both, um, for most of them, Europe Mm. and, what had been set up on the East coast was there. So they have that partial idea of we want to do that, mm. but our way. Mm-hmm. So there's this interesting mix uh, as America expands mm-hmm. and as it's running out of expansion, if you're talking about the true West, West, West mm-hmm. of um, we're, we're going to take what has been and build something similar, but mm-hmm. our ways a really fascinating psychology. I think, uh, it, it, mm-hmm. I'm not a super expert on that era, but lots of not great stuff comes out of that. And some of the idea of what it mm-hmm. should be like is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's really interesting because I think it's something that um, isn't as prevalent in culture in general. I feel like people feel like society is what it is and it always has been. Mm. And that idea that we can 
reshape it and make it what we want it to be, I think has been sort of drilled out of us in lots of ways, mm-hmm. including just like, for example, just sort of like the pessimism about voting not mattering yeah. is to me like an extension of the the spirit for lots of different reasons on purpose and life being drilled out of people that they can actually, that society is something that can actually, it takes a while to turn, but you can turn it. But you can turn it. Yeah, no, fascinating conversation. Uh, yeah, more there. And uh, uh, as always, uh, this is a, I've loved it for years, but Ken Burns, executive produced documentary of the West. I highly recommend folks check that out. It is um, uh, both eye opening uh, and also confirms what you thought, you know, what you'd heard. And But it's also oddly inspirational, too. It's all there. It's all there. The complicated, uh, dark truths, which we have to face. Yeah. We have to face to then build yeah. a better future. Yeah, no, the, this need to have the past be just mm-hmm. rosy is, is yeah, not yeah. not for me. Yes. Um, welcome to Ken Burns Center. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I know he's- No, 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 no. The last couple of weeks, I've just been going through the docs again, and, 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 and it's been fascinating. Well, this is one of the fun things about doing Other Center, just like when we have talked about Star Wars and we beyond a specific thing, because it's what's in our life. You know, <laughs> I, I love how much you're bringing up Ken's Burns, Ken Burns, because it's true. It's what's going on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Related to the Old West, uh, this is not my first choice, but um, uh, one of my choices would be uh, probably late 1870s, early 1880s in uh, Minneapolis. Um, Mm. And Mm -hmm. some of my opinions about the expansion come from the stuff I learned working at this museum, Mill City Museum, which is uh, built in the ruins of the Washburn Amel. Mm. Uh, which is the uh, was the Washburn Crosby Company at the time, which later became General Mills. Uh, Pillsbury is across the river. They're t- two titans of industry staring at one another. Mm. Um, Minneapolis is there because of uh, St. Anthony Falls, the waterfall that is uh, still there. Um, it's got this uh, concrete apron on it uh, that was put in years and years and years ago uh, to prevent the waterfall from eroding, but it's still there. And you can walk across Stone Arch Bridge, mm. uh, built as a railroad bridge by James J. Hill uh, in 1883, but it's now a pedestrian bridge. Uh, so there's all this history in this uh, in this place. Uh, but in particular, um, while I worked at Mill City Museum, I uh, played a character and gave, you know, little uh it was a it was a theater monologue uh hmm. but it was on the floor of the museum so everybody just thought it was a question and answer so i'd be in the middle of my monologue and I'd say, <laughs> my monologue i'd painstakingly written to find the truth of who this person was and they'd be like so what's that machine like it's not what franklin Steele is talking about right now sir <laughs> franklin Steele is exposing his soul to you uh but i can tell you about that wheat machine in a moment uh, sir that's amazing um Anyway, Franklin Steele was just a fascinating character. And I think it was one of those moments where I kind of felt like as it uh, in terms of like human motivation and culture and the movement of things that oldie times aren't that far away from now. Um, Right. As it has been, so shall it always be in terms of human motivation in that. The big epiphany, just that um, that that people who wanted power were aware of the falls for Mm. hundreds of years and when America could get to expanding it, uh, people who already had power, already had wealth in the east of uh, of America were desperate to send send somebody's uh, rich son out there mm. to claim it. Yeah. And so Franklin Steele was this utterly charming guy who had no organizational skills whatsoever um, and managed to make the the first claim to St. Anthony Falls. And it's all just 
legalese and, mm-hmm. and but at the same time there's like and the tall tales of, involved of how he actually did it and when he actually did it and at the same time had to hire bounty guards to like mm-hmm. uh, stop bounty hunters from killing him because you know and and anyway mm-hmm. it's a fascinating story that's like it, like with your old wet stuff it's it's stuff that's utterly relatable to us of like how was this accomplished uh, through uh, wealth, uh, privilege, and manipulation of the legal system, like everything else. <laughs> yep. But at the same time, it's like also, and not getting killed by bounty hunters, you know, yeah. uh, which is not as relevant uh, to mm. most of us these days. Mm. So I, it would, that would be a fascinating time to, yeah. to visit. Uh, I don't think uh, probably a lot of comfort <laughs> in it, very dangerous. So I've, I've got the pitch for the movie already. Uh, a young docent at a museum falls into a time machine as the character is <laughs> Oh, no, that wouldn't work. I, I don't fit in Franklin Steele's pants anymore. <laughs> Those are very tight. Um, the other one that I, the one that I would absolutely do if it was like a time machine, one chance. Uh, and you mentioned it. It's uh, for similar and different reasons. Uh, I would try to, uh, early 60s, early 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, and to get back to Spencer's actual question of the why, the events, the people, the locations, it's all of those things. I think mm-hmm. um, the early 1960s are a volatile time in American history, but also a, a fascinating combination of, of changing times. Um, mm-hmm. um, from my fandom of Sinatra and the Rat Pack in that era and, and the rise of Vegas, the mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so fascinated by this generation that's gone through the Great Depression, fought through uh, World War II, um, just wanting to get a little older and just leave and party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, that's why the Rat Pack was electric. Because just like, mm-hmm. can we just party now? <laughs> um, and uh, so I would, I would love, love, love to make a, a pit stop in Vegas and, and mm-hmm. see the Rat Pack for and get a steak dinner for five ninety five, cheap as hell because they wanted to rip you apart at the casino, <laughs> and they would. Um, the, there's a recording of Dean Martin saying, "We got to wrap up uh, the show because they're waiting for you out in the casino," and he says, <laughs> "And they're gonna rip you apart." <laughs> I want to go there too. Let's go. Yeah, right. Let's go. Right. Uh, oh. Oh, it'd be amazing. But uh, but if I could only go one place, I would go to London. And this mm-hmm. is about the the confluence of pop culture influences my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In particular, 1964. Not an expert on Beatlemania. I, I know Beatlemania is really hitting America. I would assume it's still going strong in London yeah, right. in 64. Yeah. But at the same time, we won't dwell on the work of uh, uh, struck companies, uh, but uh, on Doctor Who, the Daleks have have taken storm, and there is there's Dalek mania. There are mm. Dalek toys uh, everywhere, um, the, and then the the Bond films are successful, but in '64, Goldfinger just breaks people's minds. Mm. Um, so, in theory, you you could go to London in 1964 and experience. Bond mania, Beatle mania, <laughs> Dalek mania, mm. all at the same time. And, you know, in my mind, in my imagination, it's huge, right? Because it's mm. written about. It's like, if you're a fan of any of those things, it's this huge, amazing thing. And I'm so fascinated. Just like, I wonder if I would feel it at all. Or I'd just be like, you know, mm. dumped on the, the beautiful walkway by the Thames and just be a bunch of, you know, like, 
<laughs> cranky British men bustled up against the cold and I'd be like, where's, where's, where's the bond mania? Where is yeah. it? Where do I find it? Where do I go for it? Are there parties? Where, how do how, you know? Like, cause even nowadays when something's like really popular, we talk, it's mania. Like, mm-hmm. how do you feel it? Maybe it's at a store. Maybe it's in a conversation. Maybe, you know, yeah. uh, when a, when a real popular mm-hmm. thing comes out, we've joked before about, Hey, that popular thing came out and mm-hmm. just these, there's a sticker of it on everything. Oranges has a sticker of it. How is that how it was? Like, I don't know. And I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. That that ties into the comedy thing, too. It's like, you're so right. It's like uh, my friend's describing this show of legendary figures, but it, it can't be much different when I swing through the kitchen with Ellis on a Friday night. We get a slice of pizza from the guy in the back and we go he does a set and I drink like, you know what I mean? Like it's Friday night. I'm not saying I'm a legend versus with those guys, but yeah, I'm sure it was just so normal. So yeah, we'd show up being like, Hey, you guys are making history. Like what, man? I just want to go home. (laughs) I I know you've experienced it. Mm -hmm. you know, in my, you know, short time doing comedy in, in Los Angeles, or I guess short time really trying hard to do stand up and being Mm -hmm. out more often, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a weird tension when it's a famous person because The audience goes nuts and then the famous person doesn't, they actually, they don't have a bonus to hit. They actually, it's almost more like they have something to live up to. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a weird, scary tension when it's a super famous person of like, you got to live up to it. And sometimes it's just, it's just another night of comedy in a back room, yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. Or sometimes the legends uh, fail and I, I witnessed a famous one one time. <laughs> so, I've, yeah. I've seen you, you oh, a famous failure. Yeah, I, I brought up Michael Richards at a show, and oh. he got one of the biggest round of applause I'd ever experienced in, at the Hollywood Improv, and then proceeded to completely bomb, and then a week later had his uh, his uh, Laugh Factory uh, incident. Uh, it, it, so you, it, 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 was it wasn't the set that got recorded that you no, introduced, no. was it? No, no, no. It was, it was literally, I think, five or six days before. And uh, just what you're talking about, I'm just wow. the night, and, and yeah, yeah. Sorry, side com- We we're gonna we'll do Comedy Center as well. It was fascinating. Yeah, fascinating work. No, I did, I did, I did one show, and I'm not gonna name names. There was one famous comedian who did so well, he destroyed the room, and and people had a hard time following. And then there was a comedian I adore who was trying something new and just ate it and <laughs> destroyed the room again. And in one night, <laughs> there's many ways to destroy a room <laughs> by being too good or too bad. Mm. So easy to destroy things in comedy. Yes. Uh, all right. Mm. So we're traveling in history. We're listening to uh, Lady Gaga to pump us up to travel back to <laughs> 1964. That's what we're doing here today on cues of the other. Any final thoughts on time travel before we take a break? Uh, I'm going to go play Red Dead today over lunch and we'll be good. That sounds great. All right, we'll be back in the moment with one more cue of the other. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And we are back. We have one more question uh, from our wonderful patrons on Patreon. This comes to us from Natalie Francini. Uh, I don't think I have attempted Natalie's last name before, so I apologize if that is incorrect. And uh, please uh, feel free to reach out on Patreon, any patron, uh, if we get your the pronunciation wrong, feel free to, to uh, let us know uh, phonetically and we will try to get closer. Uh, here is what Natalie has to say. I'm currently planning a trip away to celebrate my birthday and have finally decided on a destination. So I'm wondering what is your dream holiday destination and why? It can be somewhere you've been before or somewhere you've always wanted to visit. All right, Ken, like all these questions, uh, did you pick one or did you make a list? <laughs> it's a short list. Um, it also opens up conversations uh, about uh, our, our mental health when it comes to work and travel. Um, so my answer is uh, Tombstone, Arizona in 1882. Does that count? No, no. Um, <laughs> uh, where do you go? Where do you, where do you take this one? Well, I mean, this is this is uh, fortuitous because I have just returned uh, from a uh, trip away to celebrate my birthday. Um, I'm really with you on what you're talking about, Ken, with your travel experiences. Uh, I think you and I are similar of um, did not travel basically at all growing up. It was a, a too expensive, too scary, far away thing to my parents. Mm -hmm. I traveled a little bit. And then I finally started to travel a lot um, for work uh, for creative stuff, uh, sometimes getting paid and sometimes this opportunity is worth it and I get to go somewhere. I'm going to charge up the credit card and and fly to Chicago and do a show mm -hmm. um, and got a lot more used to travel, got to really enjoy it. And, you know, it really felt great because it, it sucked growing up going nowhere um, mm -hmm. for lots of different reasons. And I know I know other people can relate to that for, for many reasons. Travel is an absolute privilege. Um, and but then I got to that point of like, I'm really happy that I've finally gone all these places and I can tell you what the theater in the Doubletree looks like. <laughs> and I have done next to nothing of any sort of traveling substance, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, with a few exceptions of, of uh, big trips my wife and I have really been making a point of traveling to travel and to experience mm -hmm. uh, places. Um, so uh, in terms of places that I have been before that I want to keep going back to, um, I, I mentioned it often, mentioned it this week. Uh, we're lucky to be live close distance to the ocean, relatively affordable. Um, and that's one of my favorite things. I'll always go to any hotel where you can sit in the hotel and see and smell the ocean. That's just mm. such a, a, a way to uh, connect with nature. I absolutely love that. Um, the other been before places that I want to go back to is uh, London and Nottingham. Lucky to go back there uh, recently. Nottingham for the first time. London I've been to before, but there's always more things I want to do. Um, there's that uh, 
bar that Ian Fleming used to hang out at called Duke's. It's got that little cocktail scientist with gloves. I'm dying to go see the cocktail scientist mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nottingham was uh, absolutely fantastic. And we only got to explore just a little bit of it, including, you know, a, a, a pub that's, uh, I believe, 900 years old. It's mm-hmm. half built into a limestone cliff. So some of the walls of it are just a cliff. And my uh, my my people uh, on my dad's side, the Scrimshaws are from there. So I get to sit in an ancient pub that you know uh some other guy named joseph scrimshaw might have sat at hundreds of years before uh i just want to experience that again and then also um been lucky to spend a little bit of time in edinburgh i particularly Mm. love edinburgh uh i was fascinated with the series of novels about a detective from edinburgh uh, by the author ian rankin the rebus novels um and and i would really love to go back to edinburgh so those are my my Mm. been to before but want to experience again lists yeah yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. Um, uh, uh, first of all, Natalie, uh, happy birthday! I'm glad you got to travel. You have to reveal in Discord where you went uh, there. Uh, where <laughs> um, yeah, like you, I, it's not to take it into any kind of downer, but I, it's just how you and I were raised. I, my folks, not, not a lot of money. Uh, part of the uh, middle class to lower middle class that emerged in the eighties. Uh, mm-hmm. Not saying there was a uh, political reason for that, but uh, it happened. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> I am. Um, and we didn't travel much. We, we, I didn't fly on a plane until I was 30. And people always go, what? Like, what do you want from me? We took a Volkswagen van because that's all we could afford. Uh, you know, and then I moved to LA and, and this and that. But, but one of the places we would go all the time, and I have not been since 1994, is, is Yosemite. Um, mm. And when I think of what, what Natalie's describing, dream holiday destination, an actual vacation, separating myself from travel and work, which I, by the way, I love. I don't think, and I, I, I think you're in the same mindset. I'm not bemoaning that. Uh, stand-up and, and, and nerd YouTube channels and conventions have sent me to yeah. wonderful places that I love experiencing under the context of work. It's actually awesome, and I love it. And if you all get the chance to do it, do it. Um, but uh, Yosemite is one of those... Uh, it is everything, and it's over the years, you know, changed, and and some lakes have dried up and gone, everything. But it is everything that you hear described by folks, and and uh, talking about complicated histories and this and that. Um, uh, there's all that there too as well, uh, and and uh, and a, and a great docu series by someone named Ken Burns called <laughs> uh, National. Never Park. heard of him. National. Never Park. heard of him. Yeah, it's called National Parks: America's Greatest Idea, and uh, it goes into the the, the 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 hard history of it all too, and John Muir and all the stuff. Anyways, I love going there, and I haven't been in a long time. I'd love to get out there with with Grace. I don't think she's been as well. And and for those that have been there, you're probably nodding your head. For those that haven't and have heard, you know what it looks like the first time you come out of the tunnel and you see that it's 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 as close to God, whether you believe in God or not, that you'll get. I think I really mean mm-hmm. it. it's 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 all it's awe inspiring. Um, so there's that, and I, I just would like to get back to that. Like to get yeah, back. it's true. Dream. I've never been. Yeah, never been to Yosemite. I've, I've uh, been to Sequoia National Park a couple of years ago, and I should include that on my list of places yeah. that I want to go back to. I mean, that's yeah. that's my wife and I's problem with traveling is we always want to uh, both go to new places. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and, 
and go, you know, back because we never do enough oh. time and, and money and everything. It's it's, it's truly a, a gift if you can do it. Uh, uh, so in terms of getting back, I, I, I de- look, I definitely need to get back to m- m- London because I, I think I owe Maddie Gunner money for drinks or an upper crust sandwich. <laughs> uh, you know, I definitely own, owe uh, Jamie Stangroom some money for drinks. Uh, so I don't want to get to London. But I, Grace and I did get to spend two and a half days in Paris. And it's funny, this list would change. Five years ago, New York would have been on my list. But now I go there pretty much every year. And I love New York and I do stand up doing stand up in October there again. And so now it's a different kind of vibe, right? Uh, it, it, it's an old friend, New York, not a, a dream location. Paris was everything we wanted it to be and more. It was surprising. The history of, the, of, of that uh, city and the country is fascinating in so many different directions. And and um, I uh, can't wait to get back. We will be back. And we might be, you know, you know hopefully, if we're lucky, spending some extended time there. Uh, I just want to go back so I can eat cheese and sauce and not have heartburn that kills me. <laughs> That's the number one reason I want to go back. Uh, so there's that. So the answer. And then my final one, Joseph, um, without being specific, uh, I'll say it in general terms. I am. I'm kind of a sucker for theme parks. Like I'm not a, yeah. I'm, not a I'm not a, you know, an old uh, screen junkies friend. Mike Carlson has a great uh, podcast, podcast, the ride. And there's a lot of uh, friends, Mark Donica and his wife have one as well. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I like it. I, I fall for it. The, the, Hey, I'm in another part of, of my imagination and I'm swept away and get a turkey leg and pay a lot for parking. I, it's, it's actually sometimes a little stressful, but actually for the most part, it's fun and relaxing and I do enjoy it. I, I'm with you there. That is definitely uh, on the list. Uh, my my last visit uh, to that uh, that <laughs> that place of of fantasy. Uh, it, it was the first time I was there for multiple days, and I thought uh, I might get restless. And I was there for three days, and I did not have any sort of uh, I'm done with this place at all. And and I've got some folks that won't even. Pass it by, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they 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 won't even, they don't even drive on the road near it. I totally get it. Um, but I uh, and to those and I've had debates with my friends. I'm like, you know what? You have you lack whimsy, and you need to go there. <laughs> it is, but I, you know what I love about it is it is whimsy, but it is also uh, like there, there are cracks, there are flaws, there are yep. why is that the way it is? Mm-hmm. And that's fascinating too. Yeah, absolutely. It has a lot to offer grumps as well, is what I'm saying. I'm waiting for the Ken Burns doc theme parks, our biggest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, national that national parks documentary. Uh highly recommend. Uh, yeah, yeah. And now this is the problem with other center of like yeah. I gotta listen to stuff and read stuff and oh yeah. 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 Uh not been to uh dream location uh, so my wife and i were talking about this literally yesterday of like we need to make a list we need to make a decision we need to find ways to prioritize mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know put it in a row because we want to experience uh so much uh but for myself a couple of them um i have uh i did a great show just a, a wonderful beautiful memory in uh in brooklyn uh mm-hmm. but did not actually uh, spend a ton of time in the rest of uh, New York. Mm-hmm. And so I, I am where you were a couple of years ago. Of I feel like I feel extremely lucky to have traveled different places and live in a big city. And I just really want to spend more time in New York. So yeah. that is definitely a dream destination in terms of the, uh, a very active trip where you go lots of places and see lots of things. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, this is about the, the, uh, the work of a 
technically produced, paid for by a struck company. It hurts my soul to say that because artists made it, but it is the work of a struck company. Uh, so I'll keep it short. Uh, but there are many uh, locations in the Pacific Northwest uh, that were used in a television show by David Lynch and Mark Frost <laughs> that I really, really want to go and experience. That's that's uh, on the list. Yeah. Um, the other, for me, uh, Jennifer uh, has had some great experiences. I would love to go to Venice and Lake Como in Italy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's on the list, too, yeah. Venice is one of those, like, I, I would happily get just, you know, plucked up and dropped, uh, you know, anywhere that it is safe for an American tourist yeah, yeah. Uh, to currently be in uh, in in Europe. Um, but Venice is just such a bonkers. It, Venice feels like it was built as an attraction for that park <laughs> we're talking about. Like, like, how can that be real? And how long with the, you know, uh, with the climate crisis, is it going to be the way it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, and then Lake Como say hey, it's a beautiful lake, but it's a, Hey, it's been involved in a couple of um, properties I enjoy. Uh, yeah. I'd add that to my list. Uh, yeah. Ireland, Scotland, Italy, Rome, yep. I mean, Rome, Italy. Uh, uh, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of, uh, well, and for me, I, when it's uh, time uh, and, and and safe, um, I I need to get to to Kiev, uh, my, my grandmother's uh, hometown. Oh yeah, um, I probably don't, I yeah can't trace my my grandfather's is easy. It's, it's inside the former Soviet Union. Um, that's one of the reasons he was asked to leave. Um, but yes, I, I especially in retrospect with what's going on over there, I'm still uh, waking up every day and getting updates on on. on uh, war there uh yeah. it, it means a lot now more than maybe it ever did but that's a um, place of my uh birthplace of my grandmother and want to go experience kiev when uh the time is right i think that's so important to do mm-hmm. if you can trace mm-hmm. uh your your history your own personal history yeah. let me let me wrap up uh natalie's great question with a a question i think you and i have talked about a little bit but it's something i'm wrestling with a lot mm-hmm. of the vacation that is extremely active and therefore exciting. Uh, you don't get it all restless, but it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get home and you're like, I need a vacation from my vacation because yeah. we pack things in every second. And, and it's really fun and exciting, but you just go, 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 go. Uh, versus a vacation where you manage to truly take a deep breath, allow nature to help you relax. You sit and read and you, you're with the calmness of your own thoughts. Between those two kinds of vacations, what do you pine for? Do you want the go, 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 or do you want the breathe, breathe, breathe? <laughs> I think I, 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 the breathe, breathe, breathe is wonderful, but that's how I, that I get it from work. And, and the Paris was two and a, cause London it was work. So it was it we, you, you, yeah. me and, and uh, Grace and Sarah got to go experience a lot of London and we got to spend some time with some wonderful friends there. But you know, some of the moments are sitting down and having Thai food with Alex and Molly and it's, we're not touristy. We're just having dinner. So I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the go, go, go of Paris, my feet were blistered and in pain. <laughs> it amazing. And, and I think I can, uh, I can uh, do that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons to go by. For instance, um, I'm blessed to, to have now a little later in life, the ability to do some travel with stand up because it's work. And I enjoy, like, I love DC. I love experiencing the history of DC, but I just love knowing that now I have a coffee shop that I know I can go to. That's my spot. <laughs> you know, and there's something that's comforting for me. And that's, that allows me to get that breathe, breathe, breathe. Yeah, that's great. That is true. It is really great to have a, a mission and a reason that you're there. So then mm-hmm. you fulfill that. And then the rest of the time you can yeah. stretch out and explore. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, wonderful question, Natalie. Thank you uh, so much. Uh, you've helped me uh, perfect my list for my uh, conversation with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but if I show her that documentary, it's all going to be national parks, national mm. parks, which I would be fine with. Let us know, uh, Natalie and everybody else in the Discord, where your dream destinations are. And are you a go, 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 or a breathe, 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 or a somewhere <laughs> in between. Ken, any final thoughts from you? Uh, no, wonderful questions. Uh, can't wait to get back to talking about the other stuff, but this has just been absolutely fun. Some old style podcasting here, and it's been a great journey. That is right. And if you want more of us, we will remind you that we are doing the uh, Other Center live Q&A. It'll be great because we can get questions like this, and then we can see in the chat where everybody else wants to go. Uh, so please do join us uh, this Friday, August 25th, 2 p.m. Pacific uh, for Other Center Live uh, questions of the other variety, right? <laughs> That's it. That's the one. Nice. All right. Uh, take us home, Ken. Where can we We're on Twitter at Threads at Four Center Pod. We're on Instagram as well. Facebook page is Four Center Podcast. Uh, we are also on YouTube. As Joseph said, jo Joseph just said, join us uh, Friday. Uh, subscribe so you don't miss it. Podcasts are available in a lot of different spots. You can tell I'm hungry and at the end of the show. Merch available at com slash user slash Four Center and Patreon.com slash Four Center is where you can support us directly. Follow me at CatNapsuck. I'm on threads. I'm on Blue Sky, but not really posting stuff there. You go to my website uh, as well. If you want, and Joseph, where can they find and follow you? You can find me on almost all the social media at Joseph Scrimshaw. In particular, Blue Sky looks like it might be the place people are going. Uh, ironic to say. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Sky, you know, where we can spend time on social media. Anyway, uh, until there is a social media site called Touch Grass, find me on Blue Sky <laughs> for a fun time. Uh, I will post more about this, but uh, the short horror comedy film I made with a bunch of great people, Ken included, uh, is going to be showing at the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival in Portland, Oregon, October 6th through the 8th. If you're interested in that, uh, I will let you know more details as I know about exactly when the film is going to screen. That mm. is it. That is it. That is it. All right. We're out of here. Go travel, friends, if you can. All right. Take some pictures and share it in our Discord. We'll see you next time here on Porcelain.